Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, Halloween is just two days away, and considering that fact, we're going to take a break from our teaching in 1 Thessalonians. Here's Pastor Michael and his guest, Professor Craig Hawkins, to talk about the occult. Well, this is Pastor Michael Lance, and this is Walk in Truth, and we have a special program. PCH, as he's affectionately known, as he is one of the guys that answers questions on a program on KKLA. And uh, Craig, before I do a formal introduction, tell us a little bit about the program on Sunday nights on KKLA. Well, thanks, Michael. Yes, Sunday nights, we've been there 23 years. You don't look any older. <laughs> I, I, well, thank you. Your, your check's in the mail. <laughs> Could you do something about the feeling older, though? Yeah, so we've been on KKLA. 10 to 12 for you night owls or people coming back from the desert or what have you. And we do live Q&A, questions on cults, the old cult, world religions, philosophy, philosophy of religion, Christianity, uh, you name it. Uh, we will attempt to deal with that. And so we've been doing that, yeah, from 10 to 12 for over 23 years. Awesome. And Living by the Word is the name of the program, correct? Yes. 10 to midnight on KKLA. So uh, for those, uh, you have been in the Christian community for a long time fighting the good fight. Uh, you were actually one of the key uh, persons that shaped uh, me in the ministry, and I thank you for that. Um Years ago, back in the 90s, attending a place called Simon Greenleaf University, and uh, you ended up being my professor for, I think, the bulk of my classes, and that really means a lot, and you've done a lot to shape my own uh, personal theology. Well, Michael, it was a pleasure having you then and to see what you're doing now, continuing. You and I were just talking, and retirement's not really in our vocabulary. No. <laughs> we plan on doing this until we, we literally can't do it or the Lord takes us home. Yes, yes, so it's amen. a pleasure watching you do what you do. Amen. So, Craig, um, tell us a little bit about your educational background. You have uh, you have some degrees under your belt, and you have some... Uh, you have a lot of areas where I would consider you an expert, but tell us a little bit about your educational background and, and what you're doing now. Well, thanks. I have uh, formal degrees in five basic ba- major areas, classical history, philosophy, philosophy of religion, theology, cultural studies, and apologetics. Mm-hmm. So uh, I sp- I'm a professional student. I've been teaching grad students for almost 32 years and I, in fact, went to university, uh, four or five major universities, for about 15 years after high school. Now, you were the president of the School of Apologetics at Simon Greenleaf for a while, as I recall. And uh, let's talk about apologetics. So we have a listening audience that normally hears Walk in Truth. It's a verse-by-verse Bible teaching yes. program predominantly. I've listened to many times. Um, but here we are talking about, we're on the cusp of Halloween uh, a holiday which may get a little less participation this year with all the COVID stuff going on. But it brings up this question of some of the origins of Halloween, but maybe the the broader issue of the occult. So let's let's let me back up for a second. Talk a little bit about apologetics, since we've mentioned that word. What is that? If someone's a newer Christian, what is that? What is that anchored in? And then maybe we'll segue to the occult and define some terms and look at that. 
Sounds great. So apologetics is not not an excuse, not apologizing, I'm sorry, excuse me that I'm a Christian, I got dumped on my head when I was a baby, or <laughs> my parents raised me this way and I can't help it. It actually was a Greek legal term. It was giving a defense, a well-reasoned, rational, evidentiary-based defense that you were not guilty of something or that the court should decide in your favor. So it comes from the Greek word apologia, as the noun, apologia mys, the verb. Often in your English Bible, when you see the word defense, uh, such as in the book of Acts, that's it's one of the noun or verb or otherwise form of that word. And it was something the church has done up until relatively the last hundred years or so. It's kind of fallen on harder times, but in the early church, it was normative and throughout church history to give an answer, as Peter says, a reason for the hope that is in you with reverence and respect. Amen. And, you know, the word, we've used the word a cogent answer, a cogent defense. So trying to meet somebody where they are, not beat them over the head, but make a rational defense for what I believe is easily defendable. And that is the God who's revealed himself in creation, in the canon of scripture, uh, in the person of Christ. A lot we could talk about. So you've really given your life uh, a big portion of your ministry to this uh, endeavor, which is really needed, uh, especially in today's culture. And that will kind of move us into this idea of the occult. We were talking a little bit before we got on air, and you were saying that the hunger for the spiritual is really in every person. You mentioned a book, um, Supernatural, which we have here on the table, and it's not written by a Christian, but... He is talking about some of the, uh, how, how would you put it, like the hunger for the spiritual? I'm going to use a different term, but that we're hardwired, that we can deny it, we can pretend it doesn't exist, that we're not concerned about death, but we are. There's one death that we're all concerned about, and that's our own. And so he talks in this book, this is uh, Clay um, Rutledge, and he's, to best of my knowledge, not a Christian. But he's talking about the supernatural belief in the occult and uh, people dealing with the reality of their own death and many millennials, Gen X, whatever we're into now, that as much as scientism, as much as I would say the abuse of science, the religion of science, scientism has been crammed down our throats almost literally at the university level and otherwise, nonetheless, they've not been able to stamp out this longing, this hunger, this desire for ultimate meaning and significance and for things that go bump in the night, that you can't get away from the supernatural. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's part of what's called general revelation. I believe God has made us this way. I think it's being abused, but it is ultimately what gives us a hunger. And uh, we were made, we were designed to have fellowship with God, relationship and then fellowship. And even though people don't have that, and Christianity has fallen on hard times, it doesn't, mit- it doesn't mitigate or take away this desire. And people sh- attempt to fulfill it, classically sex, drug, rock, rock and roll, what have you, but you can't get away from it. And this book to me is, is proof of what we know. Yeah. This is Pastor Michael Lance. I'm sitting here with Professor Craig Hawkins. This is Walk in Truth. And this is a special broadcast really dealing with the occult and uh, looking at, you know, we're, we're leading up to Halloween. It does bring up some questions about the occult, but occultists don't necessarily practice their religion, so to speak, on Halloween per se. Some may see that as kind of a high holy night, but 
In the last six months, Craig, we've had uh, craziness probably more than we've ever seen in our world. What role do you think uh, the kind of chaos that we've seen, the fear that we've seen, uh, do you think that that causes, while we know that that causes some people to go back to church and maybe even seek out answers in the God of the Bible, do you think that that also pulls people towards some of the darker stuff like the occult? Sure it does, because people, and, and Rutledge talks about this, they're looking for control, they're looking for some certainty in an uncertain, uh, out-of-order, chaotic world. I mean, forget even the riots and all the things that have gone on, but with COVID and whatnot, they're, they're, we, people don't like, in general, being out of control. There's things we can't control and how the government is responding and the guidelines it's placed upon us. And so this is one way to try to grab the reins, so to speak, and bring Mm. some control to an otherwise out-of-control world. Yes. And, you know, uh, ultimately, when when we talk about our relationship with the Lord, Christianity is largely about giving Him control and understanding His sovereignty and knowing who we are, why we're here, how the story is going to end. Um, those are such beautiful things to have settled in our hearts. But so much of the world doesn't have that. And you may be listening right now, and maybe that's you. Maybe you stumbled onto this program, and you're like, you know what? They're talking about the occult, and they're talking about COVID and fear. And, and hey, this is right where, let, let's, let's just be real. This is where we live. And inevitably, it's going to thud on our doorstep, and it's really hit the whole world now. And we've watched the world not do really well. Uh, we, we're talking about, you know, spiking statistics with suicide and abuse. And, you know, when people feel like uh, they don't, they're out of control, they don't know what to do. One way, perhaps, of taking control, as sad as it may be, is to end my life, sadly, or to do some dangerous stuff. Um, so comment on that, and then I want to circle back to one of our heroes. Sure, or, or medicate. And then by that, mm-hmm. I mean literally prescription drugs or just illegal drugs or alcohol. Mm-hmm. I'm going to numb my pain. The way I deal with it is just simply not have to think about it. It reminds me of I was uh, one of the businesses I patronize, uh, a gentleman from the, from the Middle East, uh, came to America, runs a business. And I was in talking to him and what he's gone through and how he's barely kept his business alive and whatnot. And he was talking about COVID. Now, I've actually had it. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, look, if you uh, have the complications, you, you have a compromised immune system, then, yeah, you need to be ultra careful. But I'm just convinced that I wasn't really afraid of it. I used common sense, mm-hmm. but I had it. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael and Craig Hawkins in a moment. Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team invite you to Harvest Fest 2020. Harvest Fest is free and will be outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. This is an entertaining, fun, and safe way for your family to spend October 31st. You and the kids will enjoy fun activities like trunks of treats, find your way through a life-size maze, play games like the cakewalk, and of course, have a chance to fellowship with worship music. Again, bring your family and friends and come out and meet Pastor Michael at Harvest Fest, October 31st from 6 to 8.30 p.m. outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Call 844-48-TRUTH for information and directions. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. Now, back to Pastor Michael and his guest, Craig Hawkins, on Walk in Truth. It reminds me of, I was uh, one of the businesses I patronize, uh, a 
gentleman from the from the Middle East uh, came to America, runs a business, and I was in talking to him and what he's gone through and how he's barely kept his business alive and whatnot. And he was talking about COVID. Now I've actually had it, so mm. I, I'm. Uh, look, if you uh, have the complications, if you have a compromised immune system, then yeah, you need to be ultra careful. But I'm just convinced that I wasn't really afraid of it. I used common sense, mm-hmm. but I had it relatively mild. Not like right a mi- now, right? No, no, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It uh, this uh, much earlier on, and uh, mm-hmm. I was actually in the. I was actually came back through China in January. I, I've traveled oh. over. Uh, the, the east a, a lot, mm-hmm. Southeast Asia and otherwise. And uh, but at any rate, he was talking about, it and he was uh, he was very concerned. And I, we we were talking, had a good dialogue, and I segued and I said, "I hear you. I see why you're fearful because people do fear death." I said, "I can tell you though, as a Christian, that I don't fear death. I'm not going to be stupid. I'm not going to go out of my way to mm-hmm. r- run down the street and catch it. But but I don't. I can honestly tell you. I looked him in the eyes. I don't fear death because I'm a Christian. Because Jesus Christ is my Lord and mm-hmm. Savior. And my point was, I didn't just uh, disagree with him or agree. I segued into the reason why I have such peace, mm-hmm. the reason that I have such confidence that I can go through this. And look, COVID or not, there is one illness for which you will not recover. Uh, your last one. Mm-hmm. It may or may not be COVID, and I think we should be wise and do what we need to. But whether it's COVID or something else, we're all going to die. We're all going to meet the maker. The question is, in what condition, on what terms are we going to meet the maker of our soul? Amen. And Craig, you know, thinking about the last six months, uh, there have been some incredible opportunities for the church to seize the day, to realize that the world feels out of control, and to bring the clarity of the gospel, the hope of the gospel into that, which is something that we're both very big on. So I would just say to our Christian listening family, I hope you're seizing the day. I hope you are looking for opportunities in your sphere of influence, knowing that people are unsettled, fearful, maybe they are medicating dot, 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 and actually say, hey, there is a hope that I've realized in my life and I can share with you about the gospel. Sure. Think about it. Even those who are very thoughtful and going buy groceries for people and bring mm-hmm. them to them, and and a number of Christians are doing that, and it's a great opportunity. If someone says or thinks, "Well, you're just a nice person," <laughs> no, I'm not that nice, but I'm a Christian, and I believe in mm-hmm. the value and the dignity of all humans, and we might myself and my family care about you, and that's why we're want to we want to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. You and I have talked about another thing as well about traveling around the world and. To be a missionary, you've got to learn the language, the customs, what you do, you know, whether you shake hands or don't. Do you look people in the eyes or not? Uh, it, it varies radically on the given country. But you've got to learn the language and the customs. But I would argue in America, many Christians are ignorant of the actual language and the customs of the non-Christian. Oh, we know that we're involved in, they're involved in sin, but we've not really learned to speak their language and to meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. We often speak our Christianese to them. We often expect them to come around to our neck of the woods, and generally it's not happening. We need to reach them where they are and share the gospel where they are to find those gospel bridges, if you will. Mm-hmm. So it's been said that uh, apologetics is the handmaiden of evangelism. So yes. if if we're going to do that and do that well, and right now we're talking about something that's called the occult, and we'll talk, we'll we'll we should well let's let's take a moment to define that. So the occult, 
the hidden, the occluded, the dark. What what else would you add to that? No, the Christian view would be the forbidden. Forbidden. But not forbidden because we're scared or we don't know. Often the idea is, well, you're just ignorant and whatever you don't understand, you're scared of. Uh, The occult technically is composed of three major categories. Divination, the attempt to know things about the past, present, or future, uh, not through science or normal forms of knowledge, but uh, through things like tarot cards, Ouija boards, uh, going to a so-called psychic or medium, uh, the occult. So that's divination. Uh, Sorcery or magic is the attempt to manipulate reality. I want that brand new Corvette or Porsche or what have you. I'm not going to pay for it. I believe I have a spell or incantation that'll bring it to me, or I'm looking for the love of my life or whatever. So I have some spells and or incantations, and this allows me to control again, to manipulate reality to get what I want. And then the last category is spiritism, the attempt to contact non-corporeal, disincarnate, that is people who've died or so-called angels, archangels, elementals, whomever, whatever, not in a human body, and to get may or may not get information from them, but to contact them. So Uncle Harry's died. I want to contact him for some Mm -hmm. reason. I believe he appears to me or I go to a seance or otherwise try to invoke Uncle Harry to contact and talk with him. Now, this is uh, Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael Lance with Professor Craig Hawkins talking about really the occult, but talking about a lot of different things like evangelism. So Craig, I can hear somebody who's driving in their car right now saying, really, come on, the occult. Uh, you're, you're saying that we need to speak the language of the day. How much of the population do you think at least has dabbled in some form of the occult? And how would you suggest that we would create a bridge to share the gospel with a person like that? Like, what are they into? What What would be the modern face of this? Sure. Using psychological, sociological studies from various journals and institutions, the book, The Supernatural, we mentioned earlier, other articles— The majority of Americans, Westerners, definitely Easterners, but uh, to talk our part of the world, have been involved in some form of the occult or believe in some form of the occult. Uh, I mean, the number of younger people who who practice or believe in astrology, incredibly prevalent. How many times do you still hear uh, people say, this is my sign or what have you, or I'm skeptical because I'm such and such? Mm -hmm. So... When we start getting the categories, this is very common. It doesn't get much press today at a popular level because it's just all over the place. Mm -hmm. And again, people do it because they're bored, uh, because they're fearful. Uh, They've lost a loved one. They're uncertain about the afterlife, and they want to know, and they think they can contact Madame Blavatsky or Mm -hmm. whomever, and they can get the information. So again, from palm reading to... uh, uh, you know that type of stuff. Going to a psychic. There's several in the city we live in, and they want to get this information, whether out of just fun or boredom mm-hmm. or otherwise. This stuff is so common, and and we're going to talk about Halloween. I know, but really, it's Halloween in America, twenty four seven, three sixty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could talk about things done, especially at Halloween, but the occult is full bore, full tilt, three sixty five in America. Mm-hmm. Our hero uh, Walter Martin talked about. One reason that he thought people were drawn to the occult was experience. And I know experience Mm -hmm. is a big thing for people inside the church and outside the church. We were talking a little bit about the Enneagrams and how that became very popular in the church. And, you know, here I am. I'm a pastor of a church. I know you have been in training pastors. You've been in church leadership. So 
as we segue and think about the church, um, and let's talk about something that might be a little controversial, but who cares? It's Enneagrams. And uh, there's been teaching series in churches on this. And this is one, you know, thinking about control and trying to find answers, you know, try to uh, find out about people's personalities and why they do what they do. Uh, comment a little bit about this phenomenon, which I think maybe has fizzled a little bit, but I know it was popular at least in the last couple of years. What would you sure. say about it? Often, often the, the old occult, the supernatural, comes in the guise of the supernormal, the paranormal. In other words, oh, we may or may not believe in supernatural beings, angels, demons, what have you. But clearly there's stuff going on, and often it's it's presented in the guise of science. This is just avant-garde science. So uh, the individuals behind the Enneagram, uh, Gurdjieff and Ospensky, didn't get it from science. They didn't get it from studying psychology. They got it from the occult, from traveling to India and other uh, Eastern nations at, that were – steeped in occultism and Hinduism and other forms of the occult. And that's where it developed. And that's where it comes from. And so just like astrology, it really has no actual basis in science. But people think, oh, it gives me an insight to who I am, to personalities and why I don't get along with so-and-so because I'm mm-hmm. a I'm a nine and they're a one or something like that. You right. know? And yeah, so it's very common, but it always comes in the guise of Hey, this is just cool stuff. Mm-hmm. This this isn't this isn't the big bad occult. No, no, this is scientific. Mm-hmm. Or, or or this is just fun. Don't don't get too serious on this. Right. Don't hype out. We're just having fun here. So that that does bring up something because we know that unfortunately a lot of Christians, instead of knowing their Bible, it's more about pragmatism. So they might say something like it works, and they might appeal to something like yoga, which we could talk about. Well, it's working for me, or the Enneagram works for me, and it explains some stuff, and it's brought some answers, and there's some truth in it. So is pragmatism the yes. ultimate test of truth? or And what would yes. the danger be if someone says, well, it's kind of fun, and it it sheds some light on people's personalities. So what's the harm in it? What would you say? It's a loaded example, bad pun intended. It's like playing Russian roulette. You may only be playing and want the adventure, but people die. I mean, so your motives are really, in one sense, irrelevant. I didn't mean to kill anybody, <laughs> but you did. So, yeah, I mean, we often get involved in things. Uh, you mentioned pragmatism and what's called pragmatic view of truths. There's what's called methodological pragmatism. I won't get too philosophical here. I'll just mention these. But pragmatic views of truth just dominate our society. And that is, if it works for me or does what I want, then it must be true. And with that, then it comes back to the questions you ask. Mm -hmm. Hey, it seems to work. It must be true. And if it opens a door that's dark, ultimately, then the devil has gotten a foothold in your life. Well, we have to pause right there uh, because we're coming to the end of part one of Really a time of sitting down with Professor Craig Hawkins and talking about the occult and a lot of other topics, too. And this is an intriguing subject. We're on the cusp of Halloween, a Halloween weekend here. And uh, we have an event that we're going to invite you to. It's actually called Harvest Fest, and it's happening at Living Truth Christian Fellowship from 6 to 8.30 p.m. on Halloween night, a Halloween alternative. It's going to be safe. We're going to have some good biblical themes, candy for the kids, and you'll hear more about that. And you can find out more when you go to walkintruth.com. It's Pastor Michael Lance. We're going to have a part two. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. But before we say goodbye for today, make sure you know the King of Kings and the God of Light 
who revealed himself in the person of Jesus Christ. God is light. And, you know, if you feel like you're in darkness right now, um, the gospel can bring light to your life. It can bring the truth. It can save you. It can uh, calm all of your fears. Um, I'll tell you, Jesus Christ is the answer. And that's what we want to tell you at the end of this broadcast is that if you don't know Jesus, ask him into your life. Uh, Maybe you've dabbled in some dark stuff and maybe you have some regrets and maybe you've experienced or are experiencing some dark stuff as a result. Jesus Christ can save you and rescue you and deliver you. And uh, we'd like to talk to you about that. You can reach out to us at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Pastor Michael Lance, Craig Hawkins saying goodbye for today. We'll see you right here tomorrow on Walk in Truth. You've been listening to a special edition of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance and his guest, Craig Hawkins. You can learn more about Craig and his books when you visit walkintruth.com. Pastor Michael is the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship here in Corona, California. And if you live anywhere in Southern California, we'd love it if you and your family would come to our free Outdoor Harvest Fest this Saturday at 6 p.m. There'll be trunks of treats, a fun maze, a cakewalk, and many other activities. And you'll get to meet Pastor Michael. So let the kids dress up and come to Living Truth Christian Fellowship. We're right off the 91 freeway at Lincoln Avenue. The address is 1009 Arsenal Way. Get information when you download the Living Truth app or by calling the church during normal business hours at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. And join us tomorrow for more of this conversation between Pastor Michael and Craig Hawkins about the occult. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.